Beast Podcast. Hello, everybody. I know I've been away for quite some time now, but uh, I want to welcome you back to my podcast, Unlocked and Unleashed. On today, I want to talk about something that's been uh, just been wrestling around in my heart. I don't really have anything pre-scripted or prepared in a in a truer sense, but it's something that's been really on my heart and something I never really heard people talk about a whole lot. I've never really heard uh, this subject talked about too much, and that is uh, some of the things that uh, pastors who start churches, what do they deal with, especially young pastors? And so today, I really want to deal with uh, some of the uh, the things that uh, the first word I was thinking was sharks. Some of the things that if you uh, you know if you we've been having a lot of shark attacks lately uh, for whatever reason, and people been dying, and there's a lot of attacks that happen to you when you're in ministry. And uh, I don't feel like we really talk or equip uh, young pastors enough. Uh, with the information uh, of what to expect in ministry and also how to uh, circumvent some of those things, how their life should be set up. And so uh, one of the things that so I'm 34 now and I believe I started pastoring when I was like 24, 25. I can't remember exact age right now, but I remember when I started, I didn't know enough to be scared. (laughs) I didn't know enough to be scared of it. I'm married. Uh, I end up having a kid later on, but I married, end up having a kid later on, and I started, uh, I planted a church after God was, uh, I was, I very remember very clearly where I was living at and everything, and I normally I have this habit of waking up early in the morning and praying, and this morning was a little different because I very clearly heard God tell me exactly what I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to go talk to, and after I start uh, doing what He told me to do, I end up having church. And we start having uh, church services on the campus of University of Central Oklahoma. And uh, we start having it there in the building, uh, there on campus called the White Chapel. And so uh, we started it. I led worship. Uh, and then the church, uh, of course, I preached. I designed the whole service. And then the church began, more people start coming. And then before you knew it, uh, God blessed us. Just fast forward it. God blessed us with actually the building that we in right now where we have the, this building and uh, the building that we in right now is, is paid for. Thank God and, and debt free. And uh, I'm just kind of missing some parts because I just want to get to my main point. And so we start this church here and I'm leading worship. The church is growing. It got to a point where this church was full. And uh, the thing that. I remember the most was simply just being exhausted. I was extremely exhausted because I'm the praise and worship leader. I had to learn all the songs for the praise team. I was leading a lot of songs. I was teaching parts. I was the person who did premarital counseling. If somebody wanted to get married, I would do premarital counseling. Uh, I would be the person who married them. Uh, I also was over men's night where I would do every Monday night, I would teach a Bible lesson or some sorts uh, to all the men and all the men would come over to my house every Monday. I'd feed them and sometimes they'd stay at my house at two o'clock in the morning. No joke. Uh, and so I was in, in charge of uh, making sure people get buried, uh, preaching funerals, doing a christening for babies, uh, uh, marriage ministry. Every single facet, it seemed like I was and I didn't even realize how much weight was on me. Right. And I think it's one of the things that we're not really taught as young pastors is that even though you have energy that does not mean you should do everything yourself right even though you have energy does not mean you should do everything yourself 
And so one of the biggest things as I rewind, if I could rewind my life, I would not start a church without, without having a team first. I would not start a church without, without having a team first. And so if you're like me, maybe I'm talking to somebody, you're out there in YouTube land or wherever you're watching this video, and you know God is calling you to start a church. You know God is calling you to launch out, right, and start a church. The, right after he tells you to do that, what I want you to do is, is pray and ask God, God, give me a team. Because having a team makes the biggest difference in your, that would make the biggest difference in your ministry, right? You won't be exhausted as fast. You won't feel as burnt out as fast. You won't feel as frustrated as fast if you get you, if you get you a team around you, right? And so what happened was, how did God allow me to start relinquishing control? Because this is what it really is. When you, it's, it's, sometimes it's about control, right? And so how, what did God do to start helping me to rel relinquish control? Well, I got sick. I got sick to the point where I was in the hospital for seven days. And even after I was in the hospital, I was still not able to walk long distances without falling or getting dizzy. Also, I had to wear sunshades uh, because light, uh, my eyes were extremely sensitive to light that I couldn't even uh, stand up uh, for a long period of time, right? The doctors, they give me medicine. They telling me something neurologic, uh, where my neurology is messed up. Uh, they even did a cancer scan. They thought they seen tumors in my brain and all that stuff right and so i'm sick of about a year where i'm not able to function like i used to and me being sick for that year y'all listen up pastors young pastors old pastors i don't know uh in between pastors by vocational pastors the whole time that i was sick for that year what did that do it forced other people to have to step up it forced them you see they was gonna step up or we won't go have no praise time. It's either gonna step up or we ain't gonna have no marriage ministry. It's either gonna step up or there's not gonna be no premarital counsel. They're gonna have to step up or there ain't gonna be no new members class. They're gonna step up or there ain't gonna be no baptisms, right? It forced people to have to step up in, in that whole year, right? And, uh, and honestly, even though the sickness at that time, I didn't understand it, why God is allowing the sickness to go, go on so long, because I was like, man, I knew he was gonna heal me, but I didn't know it was gonna take that long for him to heal me. Right. And so after that year was up uh, doing that process, I started seeing more and more people step up. Right. And I didn't have to do anything. So 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 backtrack this. If you're a young pastor and you feel overwhelmed, if you feel frustrated, if you feel like you're doing a whole lot of work and you don't have a lot of support, you need to ask yourself. You need to ask yourself this simple question. My mentor asked me this question, too. What would happen if you just start letting some stuff go? <laughs> I know you're thinking, oh, if I let it go, then who's going to do it? It ain't going to get done. No, my personal experience. And I'll tell you this. If you let it go, you got to remember whose church this really is. God just put you over this as a steward of the church, but it's still his church. Right. He's going to touch somebody's heart. He's going to put it on them for them to step up in that area of life and in that area of ministry. And, you know, what's going to happen. They're going to develop. They're, they're gonna get they're gonna become more developed why because you're moving out the way a lot of times the thing that's stopping a church from growing is the pastor himself the thing that's stopping a church from growing sometimes and from people from developing into to their calling to who god wants them to be is the pastor himself right and so even if you're extremely talented even though you, you may be extremely gifted you got to ask yourself am i allowing the other people around me to shine am i allowing the other people around me to operate in their gifts and their god-given talents 
right. And uh, so that's one thing I would say to, to any pastor who's about to launch out, any pastor who's about to start uh, a church is do you have a team and do you have the ability to let go of control? Because if you don't have the ability to let go of control, God may just have to let you get sick for a year. So you so you can see that God ain't going to let his church fail because it is his church. All right. And so uh, to every young pastor out there uh, right now, I would say like me, I don't feel like I know all the answers. I definitely don't know all the answers. I'm still learning. Right. But I would say having a mentor. So so here's some steps. If you if you feel that call that God is he's really calling you to start a church. Right. Because it is special and it's not something that everybody understands. If you ain't really did it, it's kind of hard for you to understand the weight and the pressure that comes with it. Right. And so if you're if you feel that call, if you're feeling that tug, listen to me. The first thing you need to start asking God for is for a team. Right. A team that you can trust. Second thing you need to start asking God for is a mentor who can be honest with you, who can tell you the things you may not want to hear. Right. Who can tell you about the things you didn't improve upon. All right. And so because I, I do have a mentor and he has told me things that I didn't want to hear, but it was good for me. It helped me improve, helped me to become better. Right. And then you have to be able to trust. You have to be able to trust that that the team around you and be able to to make sure that you let go of control so that you don't have all that pressure on you. So on today, today is August uh, something. I don't know. But uh, it's 2019. Right. And as of today, it is so many th great things that happen in this small church without me. <laughs> that used to never be the case. So many great things. We have an event tonight called God Vibes. Don't have nothing to do with me. We have a uh, 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 we have a homeless shelter here. A lot of times things are getting done with the homeless shelter without me. Right. Uh, we have a, a announcements get done without me. I can leave and go out of town thanks to my associate pastor and I know that everything's gonna go just fine even when I'm not here they used to I used to be worried sick to leave a lot of times I wouldn't leave and go on a weekend because I just didn't feel like I had the support right but God if you start just relinquishing control you will start seeing that God he'll start putting the right people around you and now I'm able to uh, I don't go to rehearsals no more I don't learn songs no more for the I don't do none of that stuff no more but guess what it still gets done it still gets done and so uh, really get you a team and start trusting that team start praying for that team and uh, I really want to do this podcast because I go to conferences at least once a year and I feel like the conferences are geared towards big churches right me I'm a small a small church and I kind of want to really deal with I really want to talk to those pastors who pastor, you know, a, a congregation that's not so big. But it doesn't mean that what you're doing is, is less important because it's not big because you're still impacting people's lives. You still you still calling people to repent. You still helping people get closer to God. So it's just as important. And so I just wanted to take that time. Just talk to those small pastors because it's so easy for small for smaller churches and smaller pastors to feel like they got to do everything. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to be the person to do all the hospital visits. Right. It's about taking people alongside of you so they know how to do it, too. All right. So, hey, God bless you. Hey, I love you. I hope you I, I do want to say being a part of ministry, it is the most serious, but it's also the most fulfilling and rewarding job. You're seeing people uh, come into who God wants them to be. You're seeing people repent. You're seeing people uh, draw closer to God. You're a part of something that's very few people are part of. You're helping people enter into heaven.
you're 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 gonna be uh, 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 have a lot of crowns on your on your uh, you have a lot of jewels in your crown when you go when you go to heaven because you pastor you young pastor who I'm talking to from peer to peer you're about to help a whole lot of people inherit the kingdom of God right but you got to have a team around you you got to be able to let go of some control hey God bless you you have a great day unlocked and unleashed Maybe. come out and meet me and reach out ministries but we take Christ to the people.